Hey everyone, this is Robert Jackson. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. And today, um, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, this is part of one of, basically what I wanted to do for the podcast. It's um, branch out into many topics, different discussions, uh, because I mostly talk about like the industry, getting into acting, getting into like animation, writing. But today, we're going to talk about um fitness which um i've already done with a previous guest but today we're going to talk to somebody who is um somebody else who is also specialized and has experience on like talking about like workout routines of changing your lives for the better and um yeah without much further ado we have zora ben i am really terrible Benamu. with butchering names. <laughs> Benamo. Yes. So we have Ms. Zora here. So thank you for joining us for today's or on your end tonight's episode. Um, how are you doing? Hey, thank you so much for having me. And I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk more about fitness and how it can even apply to people who are in the industry and writing and acting and all that. That's super important to be in a good in good health. And that industry is can be actually taxing on the body uh it accumulates over time so <laughs> when you're young it's all it's all good but habits that you take today are habits that last a lifetime oh totally um but for the people who are wanting to like um because i know that um you've also been doing this for a long time but for those who are unfamiliar, share about your background and um, yeah, so we could get to know a little bit more about you and yeah, just to keep the ball rolling pretty much. Mm. So I'm a gerontologist and most people don't know what that is. And gerontology is the study of aging, but we study it not only from a biological perspective, but a sociological and a psychological perspective. So we see how over the course of a lifetime, the things, the experiences you have, the things that you do will impact your health outcome as an older adult. And we do study older adults a lot. And we talk about social policy and, and ageism and all these things. And I think it's a really important topic, even when you're young, because if you're lucky, you will be old. And what you do today will impact how you will be treated and how social policies will be, how things will be, your, your social environment will be around you because of the actions that you've taken, hopefully good ones in, in, your, in your younger younger years. So I did my studies at USC in California, in Southern California, University of Southern California, where you are, Robert. And I am a health coach as well. And I am a biohacker. And biohackers, I can define that for you, but it's it's the short answer is we're into health optimization and sort of take it taking health to the next level. And I'm a nomad, so I travel all over the world and I see how different people are aging. And when it comes to fitness, I am I am a uh, fitness fanatic. So I always hit the gym or watch how people are exercising outdoors or playing badminton or lifting weights in a park or doing Tai Chi, whatever it is. I'm always very curious 
how people around the world are, are staying fit and how they're aging in general. So that's generally my background. I, I have a lot of interests. I have a, a podcast as well called Hack My Age, and it's geared for a woman in over 50. And we talk a lot about hormones and menopause and, and things like that that are not really spoken about very much. And we want to give women a voice in that area as well. Nice. So when did this all begin for you? Um, this passion about um, aging and uh, uh, yeah, doing everything that you've been like, you, you mentioned longevity, aging. So what did this whole like, um, when did these kind of start accumulating um, as part yeah. of your day to day life? My interest in health and wellness started very young. I, I think you being in Southern California, feel it in the sense that just being healthy is, is important. I'm from LA. I always say it's in my LA DNA. <laughs> you just want to be fit and you want to look good and you want to be healthy because everybody around you is, and, or at least is working towards that. But I got more interested in aging and longevity when my mom died and I was only 23 years old and she was only 57. So that's when I, I kind of got in a panic. I said, okay, I want to be healthy to look good in a bikini, but now I, I want to be healthy because I don't want to die early. And so that's what kicked off my journey into reading a lot, uh, doing a lot of research and trying to figure out what causes cancer or what causes heart disease and how can I avoid it? How can I prevent it? Uh, it's just for my own sake. And then I eventually went into health coaching and fitness and, and all, all of the above. And now a gerontologist and the science keeps changing. We now have a lot of information on the human genome that I, we, when I was started for, first started this journey, I thought I was doomed because of my genes. I thought, oh, if she dies early of cancer, I will too. And now we know that genes are only 20% of our health outcomes and 80% is lifestyle and diet. And we have a lot of control over that. So I felt like a big weight was lifted off of me. And they say generally that uh, genes uh, is the loaded gun. Uh, sorry, yeah, no, sorry. Life, wait, lifestyle is the loaded gun and and uh, and genes is the trigger. So no, sorry, the opposite way. Genes are the, genes are the uh, loaded gun and and lifestyle and diet, all this is the trigger. So you can be born with bad genes, say exactly, didn't win the lottery, but you have control in the sense that you can, you don't have to pull the trigger, right? If you do pull the trigger, that means you have a pretty bad uh, health uh, lifestyle and um, diet, things like that. So you can pull the trigger if you want to, if you've been dealt the, the bad cards, but you don't have to. So just so... Um, the audience doesn't get confused. Um, it's genes as in genetics, not like genes, like the genes that you wear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, genes like in genetics. And there's another thing called epigenetics. And these, so genes is, is, this is what your mom and dad gave you. You can't change them. It's just the way it is. I mean, there's, you may have heard of CRISPR and gene editing and, and that's a whole other discussion, but generally, no, we cannot change our genes, but we can change the way they express themselves or the way they behave. So there, we, your genes are, these epigenetics are like switches. You can switch uh, them on or switch them off. So certain genes we want to uh, flip on and other genes we want to keep off. So cancer genes, we want to keep those off and anti-inflammatory genes, we want to 
turn them on and make sure that that they are functioning well. So we can control, these are epigenetics, these are epigenetic switches, and we can change them according to our, our diet, our lifestyle, and, and that's super important. It's really important to know because some people have gotten their 23andMe, it's a gene test. They like to see their ancestry or their um, predispositions to disease. Am I, do I have the Parkinson's gene? Uh, and then you get worried and panic, but you don't have have to because in fact you can control a lot of things if you if you know that you have that it's not a death sentence it's just okay you may have a bigger predisposition to this you may be more vulnerable to it but you may have to work harder at not getting alzheimer's for example but you you don't you won't you don't not you're not going to have to get it just because you have the gene does that make sense totally totally yeah um, so one of the main discussions or topics that I have for today is giving advice for people who, you know, exercise daily, um, you know, they do consistent workouts and, um, yeah, so pretty much, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, as we were discussing before we actually started recording, um, the most common mistakes people make during their workout routines. So what's the, the biggest piece of advice that you have for people who, um, go to the gym or they work out from home. Um, just anything that comes to mind. Oh, I've got, I've got some good ones, uh, that I've, that I've learned. First of all, go for it. first of all, yes, exercise is one of the best things you can do for aging and longevity. Uh, the whole journey of life will be much more amazing and you'll have, it's good for your brain. It's good for your heart. It's good for your muscles. It's good for looking good naked. It's good for your ego. It's good for confidence, everything. So exercise, please. I hope everybody's listening is exercising in some form or another, but so that's already something we know that that is a huge, huge trigger that we can flip on in a good sense to uh, have positive health outcomes and lower our risk of diseases, of cardiovascular disease, of cancer, of, of arthritis, of diabetes, all these things that are, that are hitting us. So please continue to exercise. Now, the one thing that a lot of people don't realize, uh, this is a message for the females who are listening to this, is that we're finding out that women are, are not necessarily having the same outcomes as men with the same training routine. Women need to train differently. And that's because we have hormones. And that's because women have a cycle. Women have a, uh, a monthly cycle. We have a, a daily and a monthly. Men have a 24-hour cycle when it comes to hormones. Yes, men have hormones too, right? Most of you guys know you have testosterone. Women also have testosterone, but much less. And men also have estrogen, which they consider a female hormone, but you have much less and we have a lot more. But we're finding out that, uh, for example, if you could map every woman here who's listening needs to map their cycle know their cycle know when is day one of your period when are you ovulating when is the week before you're getting your period because you can optimize your training according to your uh, hormonal cycle so the the we know that testosterone there's a little high a little blip a, a very small increase in testosterone when you're ovulating and that's between day say 
12 and 14, more or less, it's, it varies between women, but just let's say day 14. And that's in those days, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 are the great days to lift heavy weight. You've got more testosterone. You can build more muscle much easier than, say, the last, uh, the week before your period. Now, the week before your period is when your hormonal levels um, start to, your your estrogen, your progesterone, and everything is, 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 is coming down. Okay. It's not at its peak is like in the first week. And a lot of women that say have PMS or they feel really bad, or they just are, are maybe be moody, not everyone or have cramps or they're not feeling right. So that's the week that you should be really kind to your body. That's not a good week to be doing uh, very heavy lifting or trying to, to make your PRs or trying to smash it at the gym or hit, you know, the best, the best, the hardest classes possible because your body's already under stress, your body. So exercise is stress. Stress is a good thing when we have it in the appropriate amounts, right? So we don't want to stress the body even more when we're having the week before period. So if you feel like eating carbs, well, you eat your carbs, right? Don't <laughs> restrict yourself. Your body needs this. If you don't feel like going to the gym, okay, take a day off uh, to, or do a, a lighter workout. You don't have to stop completely. Do a lighter workout, but it's just not the day to hit the heavy weights. And if you do this, day one of your period is probably the best day to do a race or a marathon. It's, and that's, that's un, it's unbelievable because you'd never think. And mostly people um, would say, oh, maybe that's doesn't, that doesn't seem right because I don't feel great when I have the first day of my period. If you're not feeling great the first week of your period, you probably didn't do the protocol over the week before your period. And then to be able to have all of the energy and, and all of the, the gusto because you hormones are, 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 are increasing when you have that first week of your period. You should be feeling really great having a lot of energy and going to the gym and smashing it. So this all sounds really complicated, uh, especially if you're a guy, you may not even know anything, <laughs> maybe not be interested, but if you have a woman in your life, you probably want to know this stuff. But the women who are listening to this, I highly recommend you to uh, Google search uh, exercise uh, during your periods or go to Dr. Stacy Sims. Dr. Stacy Sims is the go-to explaining all of this. And there's just, knowing your cycle, there's times that you can best time to make decision-making, best time to ask for a raise at work, uh, worst time to have a breakup with your boyfriend, all according to your period. So just knowing it is super important. But when it comes to fitness, you, you'll know when are you more vulnerable? When are you more likely to break your ankle or to get injured, right? When are you best, when is the best time to lift heavy weight? When is the best time to do a marathon? All of these things are, are, you're, you're so impactful on your, your outcome of just the time that you spend at the gym and you'll feel so much better just understanding your body and any fitness trainers on listening to this, especially if you're a man, I would say when you have a client, ask her what day of her period she's on, learn this, learn the, the way to train a female and she'll be so impressed, um, when you get it. And then you teach her that and she has amazing outcomes. So I, I know it went on quite a bit, but I think it's a really important piece of information for women. I don't know. It's all good. And I'm even learning something, uh, <laughs> you know, from this very call. So thank you for, thank you so much for the information. Cause I, 
he still got a lot of, you know, research to do about like, you know, everything that you that you're talking about. So yeah, um, all of this stuff I didn't even know about. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah Dr. Stacy Sims. I, just, I mean, I, I think she's she's fantastic explaining it. You know, I, I kind of, you know, did the fast track to it. And if it's the first time you're hearing it, you're going to forget it. Don't worry. That's normal. The brain works like that. Just go and and uh, I would say Dr. Stacey Sims is she wrote a great book called Roar, R-O-A-R, uh, like a lion roaring. And it's amazing. It's an amazing book. Yeah, totally. And um, I guess one of the questions that I have pertaining to um, to what you were saying earlier, like going to the gym or working out from home, um, is there a preference like working out from home or going to the gym? Um, because I'm also kind of curious. Mm. <laughs> it's whatever it is that you like to do as long as you do it. And, you know, there's we can get into the nitty gritty of, say, when is the optimal time to train 5 p.m.? OK, you're less likely to get injured or you're more likely to build muscle. But if 5 p.m. doesn't work for you, you know, and then you're not going to do it, then forget it. Just work out at 8 a.m. Right. We can get in the nitty gritty. Is it better to work at home, work out at home or is it better to go to a gym? There's advantages and disadvantages to both. If, if it's hard for you to get to a gym or if you don't have the money to get to it, just put on your running shoes and go for a run outside. Or if it's snowing, you do a workout at home, you follow a YouTube video. It, it doesn't matter. You can always adjust. And I did a great podcast with uh, Simon Hill, who's is a incredible fitness um, uh, person, I guess. I don't know if he's a physiologist and a, and a nutritionist. And, and what he was saying is that during the COVID pandemic, all the bodybuilders panicked because they couldn't get heavy weights. Like, you know, you need heavy weights to build muscle and they couldn't get to the gym. So all they had is like little puny weights. But what they found out uh, was that actually you can build muscle by doing the 30 reps. Okay. Because normally in the fitness industry, you know, the fitness um, industry and people who are in that, in this, in this world say, oh no, you need the big heavy weights. And yes, you're more efficient with the big heavy weights. But if you can't, well, don't worry, you still can build muscle doing uh, puny weights. But I think one great hack, I'm, I'm a biohacker, and what biohackers love to do is also cut to the chase. I would say add some BFR bands to that. When you lift puny weights with blood flow restriction bands, they feel like you're lifting a truck. <laughs> and then because of, uh, you know, uh, blood flow restriction, you're familiar with that? Robert? Oh, um, my familiar with the um, blood flow restriction bands. Blood flow restriction. Band. No, I oh, can't say that. You're going to love this. Okay. Google blood flow restriction. You're going to find two types of people. You're going to find the bodybuilders who want to put on muscle really fast. And you're going to find the sports rehab people who want to help uh, injured people, or people who just got out of the hospital, just not to lose their muscle mass because they can't, they're injured and they can't do it. So what these are, they're bands. They, it's, there's some, if you think about a turn, if you're just doing a tourniquet on your arms or your legs, okay, and you're doing it just at the point of the, the top of the arm, right where your shoulder is, or the top, like right before your, your groin, and you slap on these bands, and you make them tight, and you know, if you were to make it tight, you would start seeing your veins popping out, right, because there's restricting the blood flow, but it's only partially restricted, you're just 
the blood flow is coming through, but it's not going out very, very fast. And what that does, that uh, improves and, and triggers human growth hormone. Human growth hormone means you can build muscle fast. Things grow, right? We want our muscles to grow. And so that's the fast track. You don't have a lot of time. Uh, or women my age who are in their 50s and say, I don't want to go to the gym a lot. I don't know how to lift heavy weights. I don't want to put my back out. They just put these bands on while they're cooking for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you are able to build muscle. And it's it's quite a, an amazing hack. And I think you're going to really like this once you find out. The only thing is, there are some contraindications. So before you go and on Amazon and buy these bands, please, you know, read up on it. Uh, I have a great um, contact, Chris Gavilio. He is, he has a podcast called the BFR podcast. All he does is talk about the blood flow restriction bands. And he's a doctor. He's a, he's got his PhD in exercise physiology. So I trust him completely. Go ask him, can I use BFR? And if you're young, you're more likely to be able to, when you get older, you may have heart conditions and things you need to be more careful about it. But but um, it's it's an amazing technique. So if you're at home, stuck at home, can't get to the gym, want to build muscle, uh, BFR would be uh, would be my my best advice. Mm, I'll definitely look into that. Yeah, seriously, this is all just news to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm glad that <laughs> you're learning something new. Oh, totally. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so I know you've um you were talking about earlier, I know you mentioned um like I think since we have um let me see how much time we have left so i guess real quick because i know most of my demographic is for people who are young in their 20s and 30s um and i really would like to branch out to um like people that are like i just like to branch out more like with this podcast um so like i said i do um I do these interviews with people who work in the industry who are um, like one of their main purposes and goals is to change lives for the better. And um, pretty much everything that you're saying is to live a longer, healthier, healthier lifestyle and um, and a bunch of all of this other stuff. So um, I guess with everything in mind um, is like, I know it depends from person to person. Um, but I know a huge part of that is discipline. And this is something that you've heard often, like setting yourself some time to do 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or just however long people can work out, exercise daily. So um, how much would you say that setting, like, you know, um, you have a list, I mean, not even a list, but set yourself some time. Like you have like your daily activities, setting time to do this, this, and this, your planner and your calendar, setting discipline for yourself. How much, how would you say that it can make like such a huge change and a very big difference when it comes to your day-to-day -day, um, with your lifestyle and just how you go about with your day, getting stuff done during the day and, you know, during the night, setting a schedule and you know all that good stuff I, i'm so i'm not sure i understand the question are you asking how important it is to be uh, to have exercise in your daily schedule 
Well, I mean, like setting, I mean, not just for exercising, but just setting, like, you know, having a schedule for what to do, like, in your everyday life. Like, setting, um, like, I'm going to do this or this or this, like, just to be more organized. Being, yeah, organization, how important it, important would you say that being organized is um, for your life? Yeah. It's fundamental. Yes. The more organized you are, the better. The more you're able to prioritize things and know what's important to you and do that first and leave all the rest for later is is super important. If you read any books about highly efficient people, then they're obviously getting there there every single day. They have a plan every single day. They know what they're doing. They're having a schedule. They know what is the priority. They get that done first, even if it's not the fun stuff, right? Most of us are procrastinators and we want to do the fun, short things really fast in the beginning. And then we want to leave the stuff that we don't really like so much, but actually could be more important towards the end. So absolutely. If you are, if you don't have an, or if you're not organized, if you don't have the a schedule of what you're doing every day, and it doesn't mean you have to be highly scheduled every day. You, you have days where you just do nothing. Right. And that's, we need that too. We can't be every single day uh, on because we'll just burn out. But if you don't have purpose in life and you don't have, um, you know, any kind of uh, schedule, you don't really know where you're going, you're not going to be very happy. And if you're not very happy, then life is not enjoyable. And, and, and you may have some pretty poor health outcomes as a result. So absolutely get yourself organized. That's a fun one. Tips on preventing like burnout. And yeah, <laughs> that's always a fun, you know, discussion to talk, talk about. Yeah. Burnout is, is uh is yeah you don't want to get there right it's important to have goals it's important to reach them it's important to work really hard at them but if we do too much and we don't have any limits we don't create boundaries with our bosses or we don't create boundaries even of ourselves our own our, our own businesses then then we really burn out and then burnout mean what does that mean you know it can mean many things for different people but in general in my book it's you get sick it means the time to go to the hospital it's time you have no motivation anymore you're tired you're you're sick and tired and you don't want you that's that's you know the, there are pl plenty of people who, who get get hospitalized because of that so you never want to get to that moment you want to listen to your body pushing yourself is good i mean we need to push ourselves to achieve our goals but we have to also know our limits and our boundaries and how far can we push it and and like i said stress is a good thing right we need to have some stress in our lives right exercise is literally tearing the muscles in our body and rebuilding them and so we need to tear them but we also need to rest so that they can rebuild and so that's why stress in general, if we don't have, if I don't have a deadline, um, then uh, my program would never be out, right? I'm going to have an energy reboot program for women. So if I don't put that stress on myself, well, it's going to be done next year, right? So we need that stress. But if I stress myself out trying to get it, um, you know, been working on it and I don't know, I'm doing juggling 10 other things and I don't know where to set boundaries, then I really burn myself out. And then I pay a high price for, for whatever that it may be. So just know your body, know what you want, listen to your body, uh, create boundaries. These are all uh, fundamental things that 
unfortunately in school they don't teach us <laughs> so uh, we go to internet or google or instagram and try to find it from other people who know what they're doing right right so let's see i guess this probably may be more of a philosophical question but um so how would you want to be remembered as um because i know you've been doing this for like over 50 ish like for more than 20 30 years or so um if you were to like let's see i mean if you were to retire or if you were to like um you know if your last Die? day on earth <laughs> i mean if your you last day on it. earth it's is okay to talk about yeah. death <laughs> Yeah, because I know you mentioned that, like, your mother passed when you were, like, in your 20s, which, um, my condolences, by the way, um, very, very sorry for the loss. Um, so if you were to go, how would you, what would you, how would you want to leave your legacy if we're going to get really, like, big or, like, <laughs> if that's the term that we're going to go out on before we wrap this up? Yeah, it's funny. It's an interesting. It's a really good question. And I think... It's something people should ponder upon and people should talk about death. Uh, they should think about it because it's pushed under the rug too often and we don't like to talk about it. It's taboo or it's it's negative. But in fact, when you understand that you're going to die, that's when you start living. That's when you start doing things. I don't know if you've ever had a moment where you were close to death or something happened or maybe you got really sick or almost get hit, you know, hit by a car or, and you just skimmed by if you ever notice somebody like that they start doing all the things they've been wanting to do and just putting it off it's because they got really close to death so it's really important to talk about it and and it's a really good question that you say and you know what would I want to be remembered by what would my legacy be and you know I just want to be happy right I don't I almost when I'm dead like I don't care it doesn't matter I I, I mean I just would like to be remembered as a good person, I guess, but I just want to be happy. That's, that's whatever it is. And um, I'm not trying to prove anything or leave a huge legacy or anything. I, I, I just really want to want to have a happy life. <laughs> I have more good days than bad days of that. If I can do that. Totally, totally. How so... about you? I want to hear what you would like to be remembered for. So pretty much um, the TLDR, if I were to sum it up, sum it up like really quickly, I would want to be remembered as a person who is just there for people. Like somebody who, um, if somebody's having a bad day and if they are like, I don't know, they don't have any reason to live, if we're going to go that far, um, I just want to be that one that one friend who is like there in your corner and it's just wants to persuade people to just keep going i know that things are difficult and especially with this like whole whatchamacallit that's been going on for like three years now um and just you know just wants to be like a positive influence on people's lives um and you know if i'm doing something right then hey that's you know that's a win and mm -hmm. that's something that's you know 
I'm achieving something. So that's something that I can, you know, go to sleep knowing that, hey, um, if I made one person, like, if I brought a smile to one person today, then, hey, that's, you know, that's an achievement right, right there, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Hence why I'm doing this podcast. So there you go. Me smile. <laughs> yeah, you, you won one person today. That's me. <laughs> Hey, so, all righty. Um, anything else that you want to discuss or share? Um, any upcoming projects? Any last bit of advice that you want to give? Your social media, closing thoughts, anything that comes to mind? <laughs> oh, wow. There's so much to learn. And I, I really encourage the younger you start, the better in terms of taking care of yourself, your health, your mental health, your physical health. Uh, you could find me at hackmyage.com and I'm on social media, Instagram, Facebook, all, all over Twitter, all over the place. You, if you forget Hack My Age, you can always remember Zora the Explorer, right? Like Dora the Explorer, but with a Z. And I have an energy reboot program coming out for women 50 plus. So if you're around the age of 50, uh, it's for you. If not, maybe for your mom or your sister, it's coming out February 23rd. 2023 so i've got another month or so great great yeah um what's something that you want to close us out on mm, i would say in whatever it is that's bothering you or worried about or stressed out about or a problem let's say you have a problem there's always a solution there's always an answer and sometimes it feels like there isn't and you're at the bottom of the barrel and you're struggling and it, it whatever it could be mental health it could be a pain in your back it could be struggling with acne it could be whatever um body composition there's always answers and i would say to your audience don't ever give up on trying to find the answer because there is one out there yeah ditto um so yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, for anybody that wants to check this out, it'll be up on YouTube and pretty much SoundCloud and everywhere else. If not later today, then definitely by tomorrow. So until then, this is Robert Jackson signing out of here. And until then, stay healthy, stay positive, And yeah, take it easy, y'all. See Bye. you next time on the, stations, on the Station Square podcast. Peace out, y'all.